Okay, you know what? I, I think we should just start the episode just talking about how bad your fantasy teams did this week. Well, mine did great. So well, his did great. So how? Okay, but how good? Uh, well, I doubled Bart's score for the week. So, right? Remember when you guys didn't invite me into that league? Uh, well, Jamie told me the day of the draft that I was being in the league. Bart's, yeah, I don't know why we didn't do a league together. Um, very confused by that. I, I, I mean, I, I like fun too, Kevin. Oh. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I mean, if it's just four of us, though, we need we need some extra buddies. Yeah, we need to make friends outside of the four of us. We need (laughs) we need extra friends. Okay, we have Megan. Okay, we're at five, Chris. Okay, Kathy. I I would have hit. Well, (laughs) Kathy's not going to play. I would have got Matt Matt and Jamie to do it, so we would have been at seven. That's seven. I I probably could have got two of my friends to play too. We're at nine. And then at least could, one of your siblings, Bart. Oh, we could have got Austin Martin to do it. Perfect. That that's, well, we that's ten. ten. We could have done We're it. doing it next year. Former next guest year. of the show, Martin Plute. Wait, are we actually recording right now? <laughs> or or should, I, I, should I stop looking at dogs? No, shouldn't start. Stop looking at dogs. Oh, okay, cool. Because I'm not. Uh, why? I have seven cats and dogs. You want one? Uh, no. Unless it's a Border Collie Australian Shepherd. <laughs> then I'm all in. Um, but no, my fantasy team was doing well this week. I mean, I have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, so I'm always going to do good. Are you but, serious? Yeah. And Jesus. So, Jamie, my league, she's the commissioner, and she decided to make touchdown passes worth seven points instead of four. So, Pat Mahomes just gets like 50 points a week. It's freaking great. This one was one time. I know this is a really terrible thing to do, but I did the thing on ESPN where you can create your own league. And so did I you play by yourself it, and you had no, no, but I just I, I try to make it as inconspicuous as possible. So what I did is I made every touchdown that was scored worth like 20 points, and then everything else was like a quarter of a point. <laughs> so there would be guys that would get like 150 rushing yards, but it would only be worth like five points. <laughs> <laughs> and I was I was getting emails like admin emails like <laughs> from the people in my league, and they were so pissed off because I would have like I, I I would specifically draft the like red zone guys, like the really good red zone guys. So like Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans. Yeah, nothing but yeah. catch touchdowns. Like my <laughs> Derrick Henry too, and, and that was a pretty easy one to pick up. But you know, the there, <laughs> there, there would be guys also in the league that would, like I said, get 140 yards from scrimmage, but get the ball inside the five, but they wouldn't give them the ball back. <laughs> so oh I, I'd beat some. I'd beat some teams like 240 to like 18. Beautiful. <laughs> 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 What a savage. This is why you weren't invited into the leagues, actually. (laughs) Maybe maybe they should have read the rules. All right. Awesome. I mean, it's in clear font. Like, I don't feel bad for it if you don't want to read. That's actually pretty funny, though. I don't know how to read, Chris, so there's that. You went, but you went to college. Twice. Three times, actually. (laughs) Thrice. (laughs) Three times. Yeah, thrice up in here, and I still haven't learned how to read, so... 
It's on you, NIU. I just don't read, so. Reading's not important, guys. I thought you were in school right now. For EMT. I'm yeah, not, but don't you not have read? to read for that? <laughs> I, 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 I'm supposed to read, but I, but I don't. Oh, well. So when Barton comes to save your guys' lives, don't let him. Ask for a different EMT to come out. <laughs> what, what if he just got shot and the EMT rolls up? He's like, no, I don't want you. So call someone else. <laughs> Not even. That, that's, that's the hands-on stuff. That's the fun part. That's why I'm doing it. <laughs> Wait, when do you, when do you Wait, start? What you're doing to shoot people so they can reject you? No, he, he's going to go shoot people that get business. <laughs> it, yes. That's that's so bad. That is so bad. Why? I'm not going to shoot good business. people. I'm just like when someone gets shot, I want to be there. <laughs> exactly. He wants to be there. But you will be there. <laughs> Already, I'll be on the scene. <laughs> Guys, we need to start GoFundMe for uh, me to get a dog. Got to pay for the expenses. How much is a dog? Um, well, some like some, the, I found a perfect one. I will absolutely love it. But the adoption fee is four hundred and fifty dollars, and then you got accounting for pet insurance and dog food and treats and toys. You have a perfect opportunity for a fundraiser, and just be like, "Ah, let, this is a fundraiser to save an animal." Um, and people will give you money. I guarantee you. Yes. Just, well, I know if I just start GoFundMe to be like, oh, save this animal in need, people would donate, but I don't know how to word it. So, Chris, come through here. Word something for me for a GoFundMe page. Okay. Because well, people no. would for sure. Yeah, for sure. And no, then we'll have a podcast mascot. That's officially our third social platform is GoFundMe. <laughs> yeah, so go follow and donate on GoFundMe. Who needs a Facebook? We need GoFundMe. We need GoFundMe. Even though you can donate right from right from the from the app, which which you should, because that's what helps keep this podcast going. <laughs> I need a job, okay? If you donate, Chris Please. will not cry himself to sleep tomorrow night when you guys are listening to this. Or tonight. Or tonight. Or every or tonight. night. You know. Or every night. All right. Megan doesn't have to think about breaking up with me every single night. Oh my god. We know she all she can, anyways. All, uh, all she can all she can hear is just my my screaming. Okay, well that might be how I'm a complete failure at life. <laughs> wow, this took a turn. And how I just get sad for no reason. Okay, never mind. That that's that's taking uh, it too far. Maybe you okay. need a puppy too. <laughs> maybe. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> we need to get Kevin and Chris a puppy. Yeah, so we're gonna shoot for a thousand dollars here. Donate. Go, go fund us. Yeah. <laughs> or just so, like straight up Venmo us if you have our Venmos. Like that way, GoFundMe doesn't take it out of or take money out of it. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean that would that would be the most logical way. Yeah. And also, we can just take our names with the puppy and blend them together. So we can name him. <laughs> we can name him Chris. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> K-R-I-S. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, Christopher. Oh, and we'll use your we'll use your middle name or your last name, Bart. Because it's a K. 
<laughs> yeah. If you want to do that. Two K's we, in there. We, we just got to be careful with the middle names. Chris Carp. <laughs> Chris Carp. Chris Carp. I, I like it. How, how do you not like this? It's terrible. What's that look for? <laughs> I mean... Uh, you know what it's not my dog you do you <laughs> unless no 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 unless we just get a we get a our mascot as a fish better yet it's a carp we can name him chris the carp chris the carp <laughs> you know what i think i think Megan would allow you to get a fish i feel like she, she definitely would all right so there you go like, I mean, up. maybe not a carp, but maybe a goldfish. Okay, we could eat but, it later too, or get we a koi. Could. See, just get a koi and make a Japanese koi pond. Kois are the, so expensive, the, though. Yeah, but do in the middle of your apartment. Get rid of your couches and coffee table. I'll take your coffee table. Okay, thanks. That's what I'm doing now. I collect coffee tables, and then you have a Japanese koi pond in the middle of your living room. <laughs> How many coffee tables do you have? Uh, I technically have three tables in my living room now. Jesus. But like two of them are why? in tables and one's a coffee table, like a legit coffee table. Um, also, yeah, so Matt sold his second coffee table to me after selling his first one to Chris. So he sold a second <laughs> one to me because they wanted a round coffee table. They didn't want a rectangular one or a big whatever size yours is, Chris. A rectangular. Yeah, it's rectangular, but it's like just massive for a coffee table, I feel like. Um, it is a good side. Like when we got in the living room and started finagling it around or whatever word you want to use. <laughs> I like it. I, I like finagling. <laughs> it's tired. I'm tired, but uh, start moving it around. It looks good. It fits right in. It's a perfect size for a coffee table. I do love your coffee table. Um, I, I like it a lot. But yeah. I, really I also do. like this one that Matt gave me. He just likes to get coffee tables every three months, I guess. It's a very interesting strategy. Matt, if you're listening to this, which you should be. Matt, should okay, you, you haven't noticed that Matt Matt isn't here right now because he's in Colorado for some reason. Um, which also, I would just like to comment on that. Me and Chris both recorded high. this podcast while in Colorado. Colorado so the fact yeah. that here, bogus. He's what? trying to get COVID. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's trying, trying to get to... those two weeks off. You know, I don't she blame. works from home, so I don't think it works that way. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think it matters <laughs> at that point. <laughs> He's trying to bring COVID to me, so I get two weeks off. Exactly, and bring it to all of us, so we get two weeks off. Well, two weeks Chris, off unemployment. Chris, me and you also don't work, so... Yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's why you need to donate to this podcast, so we can actually make money. <laughs> yeah. I need to eat. No, you don't. Lose yeah, weight for this Barton race next year. I have lost weight. Me too. I'm down 13 pounds since my surgery. Actually, just oh, since August Jesus. 24th. I lost five pounds. pounds again after gaining 10. You know, it's all about a balance, Bart. You're you're doing great. We're proud of you. I'm waiting. I'm going to wait. As long as it's two steps forward and one step back, you're on a good pace. <laughs> Flawless logic. <Okay. laughs> Let's talk about sports because... The, the the I don't know how to feel about the Bears, Bart. I know I'm not going to say too much about them, but they they go and beat Tampa Bay, and then Tampa Bay goes and destroys the Packers. I I don't know how to feel about the division, and I I don't know, man. This is this is such a weird year. It, 2020 it really is, and my 
my new mindset for the Bears is just just go week to week. I'm not thinking about the playoffs or the Super Bowl or anything like that. Like, you know what? Let's just get this dub this week. And that's what we've been doing. We've been finding ways to win. Um, Nick Foles looks good for like three drives, scores those touchdowns, and then he's pretty much bad for the rest of the game. Uh, Matt Nagy still doesn't run the ball. Once again, it's it's we, we have the lead, and Matt Nagy decides to throw on third down and fails again. <laughs> I don't know when he's going to stop doing that, but he needs to. Just, just run the ball. So, because then uh, the, Carolina had one more timeout to use, and luckily our defense has been absolutely on fire. Well, we got like three turnovers last game. Got a few sacks. I mean, the, the, the defense was actually killing it. But, yeah, this division, man. I mean, I, the Packers are still good. I... <laughs> Uh, I'm definitely scared about them, but their offensive line is it. It's not great. So if it, I, I'm so curious to see how the Bears play against them. The Vikings are so bad, so bad. I I don't I don't even know how to explain why they're just. They're awful. I mean, Kirk Cousins, obviously number one. <laughs> um, but uh, they, they have weapons. They should not be bad, though. They, they really, uh, why is the defense allowing like almost 40 points a game? It I doesn't, don't know, because their defense is supposed to be like their strong suit, and then they're supposed to just have really good offensive weapons outside of Kirk Cousins. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure I picked them to win the division this year. Maybe that's why they suck. It's all me. Maybe. maybe you know what? Fans, maybe you're right. Get out on me. I rooted but, for the Vikings. It's my fault. Did you did you guys see all of like the, the CBS reporters that, that picked the Bears to be last in the division were five and one? Well you should be one and five. That's I still beautiful. suck That's, on that. That's a beautiful should, graphic. I you guys should I, have the I same record that. as the Vikings. One hundred percent should have the same record as the Vikings. But we don't because we, don't. we find a way to win. Okay, you do, you do get that, lucky and win. I will give it to you. That that Bucks that that, no. that Bucks game was was a good win. All right, against Carolina, that was a good win. Okay, Carolina. Right. I, I said yesterday, you guys absolutely deserve that win. And you look like the best Bears team so far this season in that Carolina win. Every other win you guys have. You've not looked great. The other teams have just looked really, really bad. But all, all the uh, listen, I I had the same mentality before too. And you know what? I'm appreciating every win because it's only a 16 game season. Uh, it 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 doesn't. I mean, it, it kind of does matter how you win. But we're finding ways to win. So we we could have lost and we didn't. So Tom Brady should have known how many downs he had. Um, just also time management that game for for them, and he could have scored against the Bears defense. So uh, the Bears defense is gonna—they're they're definitely gonna carry us this season. Um, Nick Foles. I mean, we'll see. Uh, he, he doesn't look better, but I mean, he he, he gets it done just enough. I, I I do want to say I'm I I am happy with their kicking game now. 
Pinero Santos like, looks good. <laughs> Eddie Pinero lost his job. I think so for too. For sure. I'm, I'm really happy about it. I'm, I'm ecstatic. A 55 yarder he drilled. <sighs> Stuff of legends, man. Yeah, no, special teams is looking pretty good too. I mean, Pat O'Donnell, uh, he, he's pinning everybody inside the 20, which is awesome. And our, our defense is, is bend, don't break. And now we're starting to get the turnovers too, which, by the way, Eddie Jackson should have like four uh, pick sixes this year. That Okay, the one that got called back, I called that one. Why, though? I def- Why? No, I definitely called it to happen right before it did, and then it gets called back. Like, okay, whatever. That was a little frustrating, but... Because that was shoulder to shoulder. Uh, it's another thing we should talk about. The the officiating in the NFL, it started off fine, I would say. It's an issue every year, though. But it's getting to be more and more of an issue with consistency. Well, normally, like, it starts off bad the first, like, three weeks of the season, which is fine. They went six and a half months without calling a game. But this year, I feel like it's just gotten worse every week. It's not even getting better. So that's yeah, I, I, like you said, it, it's one thing if it's the first couple of weeks of the season, it's like, okay, you're going to miss some calls, but it's week six. Get it right. Get your stuff right. Also, PI isn't reviewable this year, is it? Nope. They no. never I think so. Yeah, which I, is a good the, thing. Like that, that was a waste of time. Well, they only it? did it to say that they were going to try it out, but they purposely oh. did it overturning the calls last year. I think it was like one out of 160 attempts or something. Stupid. And then, like, oh, see, nothing gets overturned, even though they're clearly like over half those should have been overturned. They just didn't want to do it. They just, they just didn't want to. Right? They didn't want the refs to look bad. Yep. Which Danny Trevathan posted on Twitter that refs should get fined for uh, horrible calls, and I think that's a great idea. I mean, whenever a player does something wrong or, or you know gets some sort of a suspension, I think. I think that's fair. I mean, they're they're a part of the game. Like make an egregious call that you know sixty thousand people saw, but the one person who didn't was the one that mattered. Right. Type exactly. of thing. Or it's like even if you're in the nosebleed, like I'm thinking Soldier Field, but you know in the grandstand and like the corner seats at the very top row. Like if you're sitting at those seats and you're looking to the other complete opposite end zone of those seats and you can see a call but the ref can't like yeah. those types of calls i i 100 agree with you yeah there, there there has to be something for uh, to, to hold the the refs accountable too because this is this is just getting absolutely annoying it really is like and i i i, I want to say it's 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 a it's a way for them to just not look bad. It's a way for the league to not look bad. Jonathan Vilma went went off too on on pass interference. I think Jalen Johnson like went up like he he, he oh, clearly turned himself yeah. around, you know, and was going for the ball. Like how how are you calling that? Like that's no Bart know. Bart. He grabbed his arm though. <laughs> <laughs> It's such a bad call, dude. It like is. 
the the corner has every right to the ball as the receiver does. It's like, okay, there might have been some arm fighting, and that doesn't automatically mean it's it's a pi against the defense. Right, and it's not like Jalen Johnson wasn't trying to uh, to to get to the ball at all. You know, it's not like he had his back turned. Like he he jumped turned around and went for the ball. If anything, it should have been pass interference on the wide receiver. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. It, I don't, I don't know, man. The officiating has to get better. Um, I, the one, one thing though, that I've been thinking about though, that has gotten better. I know I'm changing the subject a little bit is the, is the AFC North, it, it's looking so much better than I think anyone thought it was going to this year. Like the Browns are looking like a legitimate team. I know they got destroyed by Pittsburgh this week, and that that happens. Well, but Pittsburgh's defense is ridiculously great. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Definitely the best in the league right now. I I thought the Browns would at least put up a decent fight against them, especially putting up over forty on the Cowboys. I know it's not saying much, but. It's still f- more than 40 points in the NFL. That's not something that happens a lot. Does Dallas even use a defense? Uh, I, I don't think they Dallas has defense. <laughs> they play like traffic. But yeah, and, and actually the Bengals, the Bengals don't look that bad. Yeah, no, Joe Burrow, I mean, they they choked against the Colts this, uh, this Sunday, but... Uh, Joe Burrow might actually turn it to something. I think he's actually uh, – it, it does look like the team kind of gets around him and wants to play well for him. So I, th- I think that's – I mean, and Joe Mixon is also a really good running back as well too. So AJ Green showed up to play. He – I think I, I think he scored too. Sure. He did. I did not yeah, watch. He did game. because I want a parlay because of him. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And so, yeah, I'll take that any day. But I don't know. The, the Bengals are becoming a team that I really like. I, I, I know part of it's because of Joe Burrow. I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. But it, it just feel like a team that that should be successful. They should have a lot, lot more success than they already, or than the, what they do. They just can't get over the hump and. I, I personally, I would love to, I'd love to see him be good, at least at some point and some. Well, extent. it's going to be a few years before at they're, they're win actually a playoff good. game. No, that's overrated. That's not going to happen. That is that really is a tough division this year. Yeah, I mean, they would have to. I mean, yeah, because getting into the playoffs, coming out of that division, is so hard with the Ravens probably winning 14, 15 games a year now. For the next couple of years, Pittsburgh's going to win ten to twelve games every year now. Although Lamar key, Jackson doesn't look that good this year, teams are figuring him out. They're still winning, but it's not blowouts anymore. But I still right, think but they're going to. They're also not. They're not beating like good teams either. And pretty much, if they don't get the lead, like they 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 really struggle. Lamar Jackson when he has to throw. It's not it's not a pretty sight. So sure. um but when they do have the lead, I mean they, they have like everyone on their team is running back, so they just they just run the ball like crazy. 
but when they're down, it's 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 not a pretty sight. They're they're wide receivers, which I have Hollywood Brown on my fantasy team, and he's not been doing much this year. Uh, he hasn't really done anything. So he had that one good game last year that I remember. Well, no, he he like his first four games of last year were phenomenal, and then he just kind of has been going on a downhill trajectory since then. That's what I was kind of thinking too. Like uh, for for a little bit, for like a quarter of the season, he was really good, but then just didn't really hear about him after that. Yeah, because, I mean, he has a lot of speed, but I don't think his route running is developed enough to where DB just figured, like, okay, we'll give you an extra three or four yards, and then you're not going to beat us because you don't have good route running. Oof. Well, also, the the Ravens just focus so much on running the ball that he just he's not going to get too many opportunities. Yeah. Speaking of the Vikings, and I forgot to bring this up, when you're talking about how bad they are, how do they how do they lose to the Falcons? Calvin Ridley, uh, like Julio Jones, Julio Todd Jones. Gurley. Yeah, the Falcons they have just, a really good offense. They just have a terrible defense and terrible coaching. Well, now yeah, they fired their coach. Yeah, Dan Quinn's gone. I uh, one, really one thought that without Dan Quinn. I really thought that after that first game, after their. Uh, after those two got fired, it would just be a total crap shoot for them. I thought the Vikings would roll all over them. No, see, I think the players are all happy that Dan Quinn is gone, so now they're actually going to play a lot harder. Or they realize that, like, you know what? I might not have a job after this season. <laughs> also that. Instead of like, oh, I got ball out, so somebody will sign me. Yeah, so, but, I mean, the Vikings, man, they are... I mean, obviously, they needed to get rid of uh, Kirk Cousins, but where where's the rest of the team? I don't know. Chris, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know who the fifth receiver on the Atlanta Falcons depth chart is? No. Does the name? Wait. <laughs> I know who it is. Uh, Do you? Give me two. Give me five seconds to think about it. You've seen him play many times. I know. I have. <laughs> Oh, it's going to kill me. Who is it? Christian Blake. Christian Oh, that's not who I was thinking. Christian Blake. <laughs> From Northern Illinois University. Christian Blake. Christian what a guy. That's a guy I did not think would make it. I'm sorry. I didn't either. And then I was watching. Team. I forgot which game I was watching, but he did a like a bench route and caught it. And I was like, why does that name sound so familiar? I couldn't even place it. I was like. I know I've seen him play. Was he like a Bama receiver? So I Googled it. I was like, oh, NIU. I've watched NIU. him play a, like two dozen times and could not place his name. Chad Beebe's making making his name out there. Is he still on the Vikings? Yeah, he's like Heck. their third receiver. Heck yeah, Chad Beebe. I, I mean, he's he's putting together a decent career. I'm happy for him. Yeah. And as we speak, the Cardinals are up 20 to nothing on the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, <laughs> Cowboys. I, I think I think talking about the Cowboys is for a different week. Dak Prescott oh, might man. actually get his money if Andy Dalton is going to be so trash. You think? Because I uh, think he made a really bad choice in not just taking the money. I know, I know, betting on yourself and everything, but man, in the NFL, especially if someone's like, "Here, I'll give you 175 million for five years," like. But Prescott was throwing for like 450 
But then he game. shatters his leg. And then he shattered his leg, but but now uh Andy Dalton is barely getting two hundred yards. I mean, I mean he only played a quarter or like a half and then now it's still the first half of this game. And he looks pretty awful. So I'm just I'm just saying that's not a huge sample size to judge him on. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I mean right, he's no but, dead but still. Guy. I, cause I was thinking like, all right, if if Dak goes down, Andy Dalton's a pretty good quarterback. Uh, he might actually lose his d- job to to a- Andy Dalton. But Dak Prescott was putting up points. There was no, there's there's a, no argument there. And that I'm offense also- has so many weapons on it. Okay, but just imagine if Dak Prescott actually lost his job to Andy Dalton. <laughs> Hot take, hot take. The Cowboys right, are the Maple Leafs of the NFL. Yes. The Cowboys are the Maple Leafs of the NFL. I feel like they already no. are. No, better. That's what I mean. They Maybe are. Edmonton Oilers of the McDavid era. Oh, boy. No, because Dallas has spent so much on their offense. And they but still they have can't all put these, it together. But they have all these weapons, can't make the playoffs. Like having McDavid and Dreisaitl and... Okay, but... And they they can make the playoffs, right though. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I say the Oilers were top top five seed in the West. The Maple Leafs barely get in every year and then lose to teams like Columbus. Hey, Columbus is going to win the Cup in the next five years. Uh, that's a pretty bold take. It absolutely is, but I'm here for it. We'll we'll get into Kevin's cold takes later. Always. I'm, t- I'm kidding. No, but um, okay. we're not. Yes, they spelled Andy Dalton's name wrong. They forgot the N on here. I I'm, I think I'm just going to post that to wait, Twitter and Instagram, wait, which you all should follow the, us on Twitter and Instagram at ITM Pod. Wait, the N in the first name or last name? Last name. So, so Andy Dalto. Uh, Andy Dalto. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and post that on Twitter. Um, Good old tweeter. So you guys can <laughs> witness that. And while we're doing that, I think we should talk about Major League Baseball and the World Series being set because we, we just touched on uh, Tua first. Tua no, time. Tua Tua should be in Major League Baseball now. He should be, <laughs> he should be a starting pitcher for the Rays by now. Well, like, he would have got more playing time. Jesus. Uh, well, I mean, he only played in garbage time once the Dolphins were up 24 nothing on the Jets. Not saying much. It's the Jets. And he went two for two with nine yards. So, yeah. No, that that moment after the game, though, was awesome. Oh, yeah, I loved it. Going to yeah. sit down on the field and soak it all in. Oh, yeah, I did see that. Because uh, that's that's kind of like a true athlete right there. Just, just absolutely just soaking it all in, appreciating just the opportunity of, of getting into a game was awesome. Yeah, I mean, I love Tua. You guys know that. And so I'm happy he made his NFL debut, and I really hope he gets some serious playing time before the season's over. I'm sure he will. I mean, uh, Fitzmagic has been absolutely magical. Because he knows that this time he's actually going to get benched and not come back once he gets benched. Every year, though, he goes off for like a few games and then just 
drops an absolute dud where he just throws five interceptions and throws for like a hundred yards. Which it's about that time next week. So it's true. They might as well just start Tua next week. Yeah. Just be like, we're not even gonna take the chance. We know it's yeah. about to happen. I think so. I mean, uh, it's no, it's happen. probably not gonna happen. But maybe happen. maybe Fitzmagic will get benched in the in the first quarter. Which uh, Fitzpatrick is is the greatest just NFL personality right now. Honestly, <laughs> he is hilarious. He's awesome, and he just seems like such a team guy too. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Speaking of team guys, I maybe want to throw this take out right here because I want to and I want to believe it. But based off team baseball, the Tampa Bay Rays are going to win the World Series. Yes. I have no doubt about it in my mind because the Dodgers choked every year. They, I mean, they almost choked against the Braves, but they did come back. Bookie bets begs to differ. Here's the thing, though. I don't I don't want to say the Dodgers choke in the World Series because they did get cheated out of two of them. Well, they, they choke in the, in the NL. CS too, so but they, they're they, not they, choking in the the World Series. It's because they choked in the NLCS. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's the point there. The Nationals didn't cheat last year. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Dodgers have all the star power and like pay their way to winning. But like Tampa Bay, they're, they they, they actually of- remind me of the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think it's gonna be the Dodgers year this year. Yeah. I mean, I would just like to see every Tampa Bay team win because that the would be could win the Super Bowl. The Rays could win the World Series. The Lightning could win. I, I wouldn't even be mad. And then you had I think Miami. that'd be really cool. You had Miami in the finals for basketball. I mean, Tampa Bay obviously doesn't have a team, but like you at least had a Florida team well, representing. They should change that. Uh, no, St. Louis should get a basketball team first, but that's not the point. They did but, have a basketball team. I know once upon a time, which won NBA Finals, so. And had MVPs. He was back. No, I mean, I mean, they had the Grizzlies at one point. Oh, okay. We don't want and the back. Grizzlies. Chose Memphis. I think no. Okay, <laughs> no. So Vancouver, <laughs> first of all. So their original, yeah. So little history lesson, from what I understand it, is that the owner of the Grizzlies at the time, when they were. In Vancouver, because they weren't doing well, obviously. Like, Vancouver's not going to be a basketball market. Uh, just never has been. Never will be. Uh, the owner of the Vancouver Grizzlies at the time was also the owner of the St. Louis Blues. And so, you know, they had the arena. They had Saint, the St. Louis Arena um, and then the Keel Center. And so what the owner of the Blues wanted to do when he owned them was to immediately take them from Vancouver and put them in St. Louis. But uh, David Stern wouldn't let him do it because of some like gap year that they have to have or that St. Louis had to have to do like the market research and to, you know, do whatever that the NBA has to do to make sure that it's a good, that it's a good basketball market. Well, they had already done that for Memphis because they were looking into expansion to Memphis. And so the owner was like, screw that. I'm not moving him to St. Louis now. I'm moving him straight to Memphis because he could. And then he sold the Blues the blues off just to have his 
Memphis Grizzlies. I think we found a new segment idea. Sports history? history? Ooh, with oh. Chris. Yeah, not the yeah. sport history professor that's on the podcast, but yeah, I, I, I like it. I mean, but but <laughs> did did you bring up a yeah. historical I fact? I did not. <laughs> exactly. You lost your chance, Kevin. Your time to shine. I see, mean, I'm an opportunist, and when I see an opportunity, I usually don't take it. So I'm proud of myself. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned the St. Louis Hawks and us winning finals. Christmas. The Hawks were one thing. That's stupid in the way it is, but. <laughs> And based off of that, the greatest St. Louis NBA draft pick of all time was the GOAT and Bill Russell. So, yeah. So, just saying, man. St. Louis should have a basketball team. But that's not, how do we even get there? Oh, yeah. Tampa Bay having a basketball team, which isn't going to happen. And then the Tampa Bay Rays winning the World Series. So, Tampa can have three champions in one year. At least they'll have a parade, a boat parade. <laughs> Another a boat, boat parade. parade. <laughs> what if they, what, okay. Just hypothetically what if they what if the rays win win the world series and the bucks win the super bowl and then they just have one giant champions boat parade i think that like has all ends, three trophies and they actually could do an actual parade they would because that'd be cool like i think that's only been a thing in boston i feel like boston's had to win three in one year right with the red sox patriots and bruins I don't think the Bruins. The, Bru- the last time the Bruins won was 2011. The Red Sox won in 2013. The Patriots won. And the Super Patriots Bowl. weren't even close well, in those years. Well, 2012, they were in the Super Bowl. But, but they were close to it. I know that. Like, I mean, they were. Th- Boston was threatening to do it every single year. Yeah. I mean, it was competitive. Yeah, I think this would be the first time in our, at least our lifetime that one city could win three of the four major sport championships, which would be awesome to witness. Yeah, so I'm all on the Tampa Bay train. Like, Randy Rosarena, Chris, I want to hear your take on him. But, like, he's been on fire, and he's been dominating. Their pitching staff's been great. Their coaching's been great. Like, I'm all for Tampa Bay. Randy Rosarena, statistically, and – I, I can't fact check anybody on this. This is just what I heard on the radio on another show. But Randy Rosarina is having a top five postseason performance of all time right now. Yep. And only guys like Lou Gehrig are ahead of him on that list. Um, I would say our Bulls tr- is probably <laughs> ahead of him, that 2011 campaign. Uh, that wasn't on there. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That- but Troy Glouse's 2002 performance was. Oh, Jesus. Troy Klaus. Remember but, that name. But future okay. Cardinal Hall of Famer. <laughs> so, Chris, how did you feel about the Cardinals trading Randy Rosarena after his locker room incident last year in the playoffs? I I loved it. I liked the I liked the trade for what they got back. Yep. Now I think the Rays have an incredible scouting system. Because they were able to have a guy like Matthew Libatore in their system. And I think they saw something in Randy Rosarena that nobody else did. Now, that's a completely different discussion for another day about how the Cardinals aren't seeing that talent. Is it Jeff Albert? Is he the one that's pulling the team down? Because that's definitely a conversation that I think needs to be had amongst St. Louis fans. If there's any St. Louis fans listening to this, 
please let us know what your thoughts on that are because I have some strong feelings about the hitting coach situation at Bush Stadium, and I, I'd love to hear your comments too. But the point being is that live, yeah. The point being is that I don't. I, I think Randy Rosarena was a top outfielder in the league all along. I'm just kind of wondering how good the Cardinals talent evaluation is getting. Well, I mean, obviously the evaluation piece was there because we drafted him. We brought him up for the playoffs. Development, I meant. But I Especially do- at the major league level. Like, tell me this. Uh, I think the, the cards are a very interesting case. You take a guy like Dylan Carlson. You take guys like Randy Rosarini. You take these. You take these kind of fringe major leaguers that are trying to make their way up. Why is it that every time that they come up to the majors, they aren't what they are in them, what they were in the minors? And as soon as they go back to the minors, they return to that. They return to that normal thing that everyone was anticipating. Yep, it's a hundred percent Jeff Albert. Um, whatever our minor league hitting coaches are doing it obviously works and then once they get to the majors jeff albert changes something in them and it ruins them i don't know what he's doing but i absolutely all on board with firing him bringing in new life like literally not even just promoting from minor leagues bring in somebody else from a different organization um because i think that would be the solution because obviously our pitching and bullpen is always top 10 in the league and keeps us in postseason contention, but our hitting being so streaky and consistent is what's keeping us from going back to a World Series. Yeah, I, I mean, I think with them, you, you really have to look at an idea of bringing up the, the AAA guy. I, I don't know who the AAA hitting coach is. I, I, think, I think Jeff Albert's from his course, and I think he needs to start coming up and really and, and really tie down what's been successful at the minor league level. I think that needs to, I think that needs to really happen because it's, it's not working right now. Yeah. So also as a side note, as a side note with the Rays being in the world series, Tyler Glasnow is more than likely going to be starting game one of the world series for the Rays. I just want to say as a bragging point that I got to witness Tyler Glasnow's Major League debut. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, in St. Louis, he wasn't bad. He got the loss, but take that. Oh, and I was, I was kind of wondering, like, I hope this guy does well. I remember thinking that. I remember where we were sitting, and I remember thinking, "This, that's kind of cool that I'm witnessing this dude's like this, this dude's shot, right? This dude's chance at." at the major. So I hope he really does well. Yeah. I mean, I've really liked seeing him develop into one of the best pitchers in baseball. Now um, it'll be interesting because since you're talking about game one starters, Kershaw's getting the ball for game one for the Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> you know, his postseason woes. And this means he will be pitching twice unless they get swept. Um, I'm, I, I feel so bad for Kershaw, but at the same time, like, yeah, he's your ace in the regular season. He's one of the greatest regular season pitchers of all time. When do you give up on him in the postseason? Like, if they lose this World Series, he's probably losing two games of it. This is so here's, this year. A, here's an interesting stat for you. 
Also, with pitchers that have thrown a minimum of 100 innings as a starter, all time, Clayton Kershaw has the worst ERA in Major League Baseball history among starting pitchers who have pitched at least 100 innings in the postseason. Why? Is he just a good regular season or great regular season pitcher that just the postseason is just a too is too big of a moment for him? Yeah, I think he just can't live up to it, or maybe it's just the narrative that he is bad, and then like he's constantly seeing all this stuff, and it's just eating away at him. So he gets into these postseason situations, like oh, I'm terrible, I can't pitch in these situations, like my stuff's just not here. And then he just gets into his own head, and then, bam, terrible. I could see that. Which, he has some of the best stuff of all time. Like, in the regular season, nobody touches him. He's a perennial Cy Young candidate, perennial all-star. Like, none of us would question his Hall of Fame record until you get to his postseason stats. And then you're like, is he even a Hall of Fame pitcher? It's so baffling. Like, I don't get it. I feel bad for him at this point. I really hope, like Bart said, it is his year because he deserves it more than anybody, but I just don't know. I was listening to a national show the other day, a national podcast, and <laughs> the the consensus is kind of, I think it was 2013, the home run that Matt Adams hit off of Kershaw that's what did it that was the breaking point because up to that point he was a great pitcher and right after he's been one of the worst postseason starters of all time i like i think that was such a i don't want to say a devastating type of blow but it was one of those cases where he was left in because he'd gone deep he had good stuff during that time and he gives up a home to Matt Adams, like, of, of anybody, of all people. And I think that's what killed his psyche is that, well, if he can give up a home run to Matt Adams in that situation, he can give, up, give one up to anybody. Well, that's I what they're kind of thinking. Wade City is a great baseball player. So let's not sell Matt Adams short here. But, I mean, it could be. Like, there are some players that just have that one moment um, that causes them to have the yips. And if Clayton Kershaw literally only has the yips in the postseason, that's great for him because most players, it debilitates their entire career. Um, it's like Rick Ankeel, great example of it, or John Lester not being able to throw over to first. But Rick Ankeel just had that one wild pitch in his first playoff game, and then he couldn't pitch to save his life and had to reevaluate his entire career. Yeah. So like maybe that one moment's like, oh, shoot, now I'm constantly afraid of giving up home runs and he's just not locating as much because or um, having as much movement on his balls because he's so concerned about giving up the home run that then he gives up the home run. Also, I mean, I don't think that uh, 2017 World Series against the Astros when they were just lighting him up because they were cheating helped. Um, he's been carrying that around for three years now too. Well, you Darvish really turned it around after I've 
I guess after uh, uh, he found out that uh, the Astros were cheating, that kind of yeah, because it took him a whole year. Like he was just absolutely rattled his first year in Chicago, and like I even predicted that was going to happen because he got lit up in the um, World Series. But like once he found out that they were cheating, he's like, "Oh, it's not me." He started pitching like himself again. Yeah, so maybe that'll that'll do it for him. I don't know. I I, I do think that. The Dodgers. I mean, they've always had so much firepower, but now with 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 Mookie Betts, I mean, yeah, one of the greatest outfielders in in the league right now. Uh so we'll we'll see. I, I like as I said with the with the Tampa Bay Lightning, they just they could never get over that hump. I mean, mostly it was because they were just never a physical team. But Steve Stamkos, I kind of Steve. Steve Tamkos is kind of different too because he's always had he's always been injured. But I don't know. I just feel like like that's the kind of teams that are that are winning right now, and I think the Dodgers will take it. So what's your? Okay, let's wrap us up. What's your predictions? What are you guys' predictions for for the World Series? Dodgers and six. Dodgers and six. All right. Uh... Just, okay, with that part, <laughs> does Kershaw pitch Game Six? Wouldn't it be game five? No. Yeah, it'd be game five in the playoffs. I'm just saying, though, like, does Kershaw pitch the closer or the clincher? Ah, uh, man. I mean, it would really depend on how he does in game one. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to him. I'll give him the give, ball. Give him the ball? All right. Yeah. Kevin, what do you say? Well, I think that on Bart's prediction, I think he would pitch game five and would be the clincher. They'd be up 3-1 and then he loses. <laughs> they win it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I think Bart's prediction could be right, but I'm going to go raise in seven. I think it's going to be one of the best World Series in recent memory. Um, I think it's going to be up there with 2011 and 2016 in terms of drama and excitement. So, yeah, raise in seven. The underdog wins. LA chokes again. Lit. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What's yours? Uh, Raisin eight. I think this is going to be a, a weird series. It's 2020, and uh, 2020 is going to shine its dark, dark light on everybody this postseason. They're just going to have to have a tie one game because of COVID. Yeah, pretty much. So so Raisin eight. eight. All right. Raisin eight. It'll be a 4 3 1 series. They just pause game seven because it goes to 20 innings. <laughs> Restart the game. This isn't worth it. Uh, goes to 3 a.m. Like, listen, yeah, we're if, starting at 8 a.m. tomorrow. If you place a bet for it to go eight games, you are set for life. You would be like a one penny bet would get you like five billion dollars because it's physically impossible. That's worth it. It's worth it. Place a bet. Get it done. Raise an eight. Also, news. Hold on. Uh, No. Raise an eight. I keep thinking raising canes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually pretty hungry. It hasn't opened yet, but. Anyways, but continue. Go to another raising canes. It's 15 minutes away. When we're recording, so that's you know. it. Yeah, it's it's close. Get it delivered. It's but called Uber. Money. Okay. He's trying to get a dog so he can eat the dog. Uh, oh, you want that to be raising canes? Oh boy, that's kind of gross. <laughs> 
On to hockey. Moving on. Doc Emmerich retired today. I'm very sad. He's my he's my all time all time favorite play by play guy. Just the way that he called games and just his enthusiasm and his genuine spirit for it. He he is my all time favorite broadcaster. And I'm sad to see him go. I knew it was probably going to be happening after this year. I had a funny feeling about it. But he, heck of a career. Heck of a career for the guy. Over 50 years in the sport. And, I mean, ho- hockey hall of famer. And he, he's, he's lived a good hockey life. But I got a feeling we're not going to see the last of him. I he's think that there's... Podcast. Well, I mean, like, I feel like they're going to have him as a special guest every now and then. Like, there's no way that this is it. You know, like, I'm pretty sure Vinny comes on Dodgers broadcast every now and then. Like, maybe not this year, obviously, but I I got a feeling that this is not going to be the last time we're going to hear it. I really hope not because he really has been absolutely incredible for for so long it's going to be so difficult to replace him and well, guess what bart the what? replacement rumors are already popping up and mr oh mike milberry is the top <laughs> candidate no chance milberry can't do play-by-play he, can't he do also said the cn tower in toronto was the space needle close enough they caught that tweet he's he's an idiot yeah. Um, you know, I always heard Toronto is the Seattle of Canada. What's that mean? Because the Space Needle is in Seattle. <laughs> um, and it's also oh, rainy and depressing because Leafs fans cry every day over not being able to win. Raining Leaf tears. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's sad. It's actually really good. Poor um, <laughs> um, Mike Milberry's awful though. I, I he almost got kicked off of. Uh, no, he did get kicked off. Yeah, he, that's did. Right. he did get kicked off of yeah. NBC. There's, there's. Yeah, he's chance. not coming back ever. No, he um, got kicked out of a Sportsnet. NBC's still good. No, NBC would kick him off because his time during the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was just sports. I thought that was just Rogers Sportsnet. No, it's everything. He is Oops. never going to be commentating again. On anything. I've heard Mark Milbury's name thrown around. So, yeah, by I, so me, for what that's worth. Joke. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was hearing Gary Thorne, but I don't even know who that is. Gary uh, Thorne. Um, let's see it. Patrick Sharp. I just want to see his face as often as possible. Patrick Sharp would be such a line. good national guy. Yeah, but, but once I don't again, know if he can do play not, by play. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's gonna be I don't know it, it's it's got to be some sort of a radio guy. Um, Joe Buck. Joe Buck calling hockey. I would pay to see that. The one thing I mean, he said he would never do. I would actually love to see him do it. I would love to see that. He's a huge hockey guy too, so he might be good at it. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a stretch too. I mean, he already has so too. much going on. Yeah. Well, his Wednesday nights are free. Wednesday <laughs> night hockey. <laughs> um, no matter what. Yep. So I, I mean, don't know, I it's twenty twenty. We might have some Wednesday night hockey coming up. I mean, or football. Do you guys think Al Michaels would be good for it? I mean, he. Um, I mean, he did the miracle on ice call. I mean, he's done hockey play-by-play before. 
he is getting up there, but I think he hasn't got another five, seven years in him. So I'm looking at Gary Thorne. He's 72. He's oh. done quite a bit too, but he's about to retire in like a year then. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know who who they're gonna pick, but it, I feel bad for <laughs> whoever has to take his spot. Uh, Mike the, Breen. The, the the clear the clear favorite is Kenny Albert, which I could see. Kenny Albert's the you know the. The that'd be a safe choice. The other guy that that's the safe choice for sure because he's already doing it and you might as well. Um, is it Mike Ch- Tirico? Yeah, Ooh, I do like Mike, Mike Tirico. Tirico. Would be another one. Um, he did call a game too, but he's also supposed to replace Al Michaels on Sunday Night Football after the 2022 Super Bowl. And he also does the Olympics. So and, and he does the Olympics. So like. That's a lot on his plate. Yeah. Um. Let's see, like Joe Davis, maybe. I mean, he he was the guy who uh, um replaced Joe Buck in Game Seven of the NLCS this year. Um, he did pretty well. It's just a matter of will he do hockey. Like I think hockey is that is the is the sport. I think it, it, the the best play by play guys in the world are the ones who do hockey, and the learn very those, best those are the Russian ones who do it names. well. Yeah, so that's the only thing. I'm not saying he can't do it. It's just a matter of doing the homework enough to be able to, to so be be good at your job. Chris, I'm blanking on his name. Right now, I know you'll know it, um, but the guy that does play-by-play for Fox Sports Midwest for the Blues, he does a great job with it. And I mean, I've watched other like local hockey broadcasts with the Blackhawks. I've seen the Preds um, play-by-play guy, and like I don't know, the Blues one just does a really good job with it. And I think he would be a safe option. He doesn't have that like super unique broadcaster voice, but like he would be a safe choice for it. He'd do good enough. Wait, is it, are you talking about the, uh, radio guy or the TV guy? TV guy. TV guy is John Kelly. That's right. I like John Kelly. Yeah. I think he would be good. The radio guy I do not like because he gets excited at terrible times and makes you think the other team scored and they didn't. You don't like Chris Kerber? No. He loves his job so much, though. So. He does. He gets so excited, but like he gives me a heart attack 95% of the game. And I, just be, I know. It's like I've turned on games before. And he'd be like, he shoots, he scores. I'd be like, oh, the Blues scored. And he's like, and Justin Williams puts it in for the Canes. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Literally. Like, All right. Or like. It'll be a okay. shot that literally doesn't even hit the net, and he gets super excited for it. He's like, "Oh, he missed by eighteen thousand feet!" Like, dude, bro, calm down. Don't get excited for a shot that doesn't even hit the net. Ugh. You gotta love it, though. You, you gotta love it. I don't know, Mike. Mike Emmerich, he's gonna be a tough one to. He's gonna be a tough one to replace. They should uh, put bets on it. They should give some options in FanDuel. Oh, no. How about this? Just put Gary Bettman on the mic. 
hockey suddenly has one viewer and it's Gary Bettman. He's watching himself. <laughs> yeah. Imagine just, a play-by-play just the same way as he as he talks when he's presenting the Stanley Cup. I would never watch uh, hockey again. It would be really funny to have RA as the play-by-play I'm guy. I'm telling you. There would be like like an F-bomb dropped every other time. He should definitely call at least one Philly game, though. I mean... <laughs> Just That'd so that he great. could he could say kind of hot like after like every five seconds. I legit think that the entire Spin Chicklets crew should call one game. Just have that would be one Wednesday night rivalry game. Have It'll happen. Incredible do, content, right? Literally It'll have happen. them doing the Bruins Coyotes game. So it's not a conflict of interest for Biz since he is a Coyotes broadcaster. Have him they, on there. Oh, that's right. They have a great relationship with with. Pretty much every hockey team. Yeah, I mean Just every hockey fan with NBC. <laughs> Literally, think about the ratings though. Like, Spin Chicklets is the number one sports podcast in the world. Like, you have those guys host or like call Monday night or Wednesday night hockey. Like, everyone's going to tune in and watch to listen. Absolutely. I mean, that would be. That would be really funny. I mean, it would just be comical, too. Like, they would definitely mess up a lot, but it would be funny. <laughs> oh, man. Biz baked on shrooms trying to pronounce names. Man. Yeah. What the people want to see. NBC, make this happen. Just, just make it happen. NBC, we want to hear from you. We'll be reaching out soon. Make this happen. It's going to be really cool. <laughs> or, or let I us get your I want to get your idea on guys. this, or at least your thought. What do you think about Brennan Gallagher resigning? I mean, it's a good resigning. Getting his six point five with the no movement clause. With a no movement. Yeah, I don't. He's not worth that much. He's twenty eight, and he's a really likable guy in the locker room. Like every everybody gets along with him, and honestly, he was a candidate at least up there when the when the Canadians were looking at their captaincy before they chose Shea Weber. And I mean, the reason that they didn't pick Gallagher, I guess, is that the guys around the locker room would say stuff along the lines of, yeah, he's a good guy, but he, he, he still has the personality of a little kid. <laughs> so like, he's super competitive. He's ultra competitive, which is good, right? You want a competitive guy in your team. But it gets to the point where it just tears at him, even if he loses like a game of ping pong. <laughs> so that's like me. I like him. Like, Give him more like, money, especially with the just developing into a leader role. If he does that, I think it's going to be well worth the six point five, maybe two or three years down the line. It's just a matter of making sure that he gets there. I mean, point-wise, he's had a couple 50-point seasons. Um, and he had 43 points in, in 59 games. I just – it's 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 way too much. I mean, I know that they kind of have the cap right now to do so, but – Well, don't they don't know. now. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Now, now they're really up against it. But I just I, – I, I can't see them winning with, with that team. With the team that they have now? Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I feel like they could. And that's that's a big could. The Canadians 
should be able to put something together. But the thing is, is that in between the start of January and when the league was shut down, they still found a way to make it into the playoffs. Granted, it's 2020. I know. Don't they were the twelfth team. That... Shut up. Um, <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Bart. But, but um, like, I get it. They were the twelfth team. They shouldn't have been in. They did beat Pittsburgh. It's twenty twenty. Shut up. Get over yourself. Penguins suck this year. Okay. Point being is that Crosby's the goat. In in between, in between the middle of January and by the time that the that. COVID shut down the season, the Canadians had two separate eight-game losing streaks, and they still found a way to get in. If they break those up, they're a good team. They just got to put it together. Which they will now that they have the best backup goalie in hockey. Yeah, that's going to make a big difference. I I think they drove Carey Price into the ground last year. They do every year. Yeah, and that's but now if they have somebody that can start 30 games, 35 games for them. Right. I just feel like Jake Allen might want to play more now. I mean, he's he's played well for the Blues. I think he's he's thinking that he's earned more playing time. Um, he definitely so earned think, the extension. That's for sure. It, it's really tough, though, because, I mean, like, I, I get that Max Domi, he obviously didn't have – too too good of a relationship with uh, 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 Cloud Julian, but mm-hmm. I think that was that was a pretty big loss because Anderson Anderson really he he's been hurt quite a bit, and then you have uh, Nick Suzuki looks like he's going to be good. Nick Suzuki looks like he's going to be good. They have Tyler Toffoli now. Thomas Which Tatar. They overpaid him to Thomas Tatar's. Kind Josh of, Anderson. Who needs money, Bart? Money's overrated. Their defense is really good, though. So if they kind of turn into like what the uh, what, what the Blues were uh, last year, then maybe they have a shot. But so they got Shea Weber and Jeff Petrie. Probably is their. Top two lines or that is top two pair. Ban- those those are both fantastic defensemen. And then Joel Edmondson's a stud. Joel, okay, that's the only issue that I have. They're paying three five for Joel Edmondson. That is a horrible contract. That is an absolutely horrible contract. Joel Ed- wait, Joel Edmondson was statistically a bottom three defenseman in the entire league last year. That's okay. He's worth When it. you look at the advanced stats from last year from Hockey Track, I think that's what it's called. He was a bottom three defenseman in the entire league. That is a horrible contract. I love it. I'm all for it. And he has a no trade clause. Even better. <laughs> Even better. I'm all for it. He won his cup here in St. Louis, and now he can get paid and be terrible. I like it for him. Even in St. Louis, he wasn't great. Like. <laughs> He was better than he is now. <laughs> Justin Falk's better than Joel Edmondson. Which is saying a lot. Or maybe not saying a lot. It's not really, but not last year it wasn't. But I, I don't know. Their top two their top two are good. Um, Alex, Alexander Romanov, Brett Kulak. Like, 
they have pieces there. It's a matter of putting it together. And then I think that, I think that goaltender tandem is going to do them wonders, but you know, they got a lot of young guys. Like you said, Nick Suzuki, uh, just very cockney. I mean, he's still, he's still 19. Yeah, no, he'll be, he'll be solid. He'll still, he'll be solid. Arturi Lekkanen, Joel Armia. I mean, like they have the pieces. That is true. They just got to put it together for an entire season. Yeah, you know what? Maybe you're right. Uh, I might be looking at this. I mean, I don't uh, think they're cup contenders, though. Though. Oh, I think they're close. Especially Philip Deneau is a really good center too. If I'm and I'm saying too, if they put it together, they can be at least a conference finals type of team. It's just a matter of putting it together is the problem. Yeah. And Montreal is such an unforgiving market. It's like Toronto. Like they'll tear you apart for the like down here in the States. If we're talking hockey, we're talking about guys that are, that are playing on the ice. Right. We're not, we're not talking about, you know, we're not calling into, to radio stations debating whether or not the overload power play is a better better system than the umbrella power play like we're not doing that here but up there it's just so cutthroat that i i I don't i I would hope the market up there isn't holding them back because it's such high pressure a high pressure area know what i'm saying yeah i mean in the states if if your team is bad fans just don't show up (laughs) exactly in montreal they show up and let you know that they're pissed yeah you know, like they'll pay money just to tell you you suck. That's very get true. Get better. I don't know. I, I think that they got a chance to, to be really competitive next year. I think Tyler Toffoli was a big signing for them. Um, Jake Allen is going to be massive. I think that's going to be a really underrated um, extension. And I think the Capitals are going to take a step back, too. I don't think they're going to be as good. Uh, I do too. They're not going to be a playoff team. Uh, I don't know about that. That's because Samsonov is going to be good, but obviously Ovechkin, he's he's getting up there. No, that and doesn't he, happen. And he doesn't play defense. Nicholas oh, Backstrom has had a lot of <laughs> a lot of injury issues. Why you you think Ovechkin plays defense? No, I, that's the thing. I so I went <laughs> I went to. Uh, the Blues opening night game last year, uh, the banner night against the Capitals, and then I went to an avalanche game against the Capitals at the Pepsi Center. And that avalanche game was when Ovi was two goals away from 700. And I, I've i never watched one player more in my life at a game. And every power play, he did not make it past their offensive blue line. He didn't even try to go past even the red, uh, the center line. Like, I, I know it's a power play, but even a team like Colorado, <laughs> they, they can score short-handed goals, and he just didn't even look like he wanted to even try it. And I know he's close to 700 at that point, and maybe that has something to do with it. Maybe it's just he was just anxious to do it and get it over with. But it really looked like defense was just the last thing on his mind unless someone just really made him mad 
And it always has been. He's always had Nicholas Backstrom on his line to kind of carry him in in the defensive zone. So, I mean, it's 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 not surprising. You know, that, that team is just getting old, older. Uh, uh, Carlson really dropped off in the second half of the season. I mean, yeah, he, he, he had did. that really strong start, and then he just kind of kind of fell off. So I, I don't know. I think I think the the Caps are going to struggle next season. Ovechkin has one year left, and he's thirty five, which I've heard I've heard some takes that he's not even going to resign next year. Which I know that's a very hot take. I don't think that's true by any means, but. I mean, I guess it's something to look at, especially if the Capitals really take a major step back. Right, and, and if he wants to win, he might he might make his way somewhere else. That's what I mean. So you never know. I mean, I I, I don't think he would, but again, that's that's kind of really what his priorities are. Um, he's thirty five. Nick Backstrom's thirty two, with five years left. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, he's really dropped off. Besides Oshie, the face-off circle. He's still getting face-offs. Oshie's 33 with five years left. Uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is 28 with five years left. Like, they still have some big contracts here. Yeah. And no prospects to really uh, pick them up either. So. They really don't. I mean, Phoenix Copley was supposed to be something great, but he really dropped off. He's twenty. He's twenty eight. Yeah, I I don't know what happened to Phoenix Copley, but you know, like you said, Carlson's taking a step back. I think Orloff is. I mean, he's right in his prime, but he's more of an offensive guy too. He is. Trevor Van Riemsdyk is on there. I didn't know that. Yeah, he was. He was nothing special. TVR baby. TVR. I think you're right, though. I, I think you're right. I think the I think the Capitals take a step back. Also, to note, I did count this, and the Canadians have 14 draft picks next year. So, if they're really looking to make a cup push, they, they actually, have the capital. Yeah, they actually could. I'm just saying, like, if I'm picking a real dark horse next year, a very early dark horse. I'm going with the Canadians. Yeah, I mean it's 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 not a bad choice. I honestly I'm going with the Blue Jackets. With the Blue Jackets, that's another really good choice too. I mean, uh, the I mean, the East, the, the East is looking really good though. I think the Canucks are going to take a bit of a step back. I'm curious to see what Calgary does. That was this year was. I hate to say this for any Vancouver fans that are listening. This was Vancouver's year to win the cup. Uh, absolutely. No this doubt. was Vancouver's year to win the cup. They weren't even supposed to. Like they had all the pieces that I think if COVID didn't exist, they're coming back and they're going to be having good years for years to come. But Vancouver's going to be a COVID ruined team, which is unfortunate for them because I like Vancouver. They gave up a lot of draft picks. They did, uh, and they couldn't even re-sign the players. So yep. they took step backwards in free agency this year. Like they will, they might be the AC next year. Maybe that's being hopeful with this team. Vancouver has all their picks next year. 
that doesn't help them for another three to four years, though. So, yeah, Vancouver missed their opportunity. I feel bad for Quinn Hughes because he deserves to be in the playoffs every year competing for multiple rounds. Yeah, I mean, they'll still get into the playoffs, but they're just not, not going to go too far. Well, I don't like after next year, you're going to have Seattle, who we know is going to be good based on the expansion draft rules. You're going to have Vegas. You're going to have Calgary there. You're going to have um, Edmonton should, in theory, be competitive based on their team. I mean, they won't, but they somehow managed to mess it up, but they should be. Um, on paper, like, if the Nuts are about to be fifth or sixth in that, di- or in that, yeah, in that division, and then we all know that the Central hosts four to five teams in the playoffs every year. No, they'll still be very competitive in the Pacific. I mean, besides, right? So, so it's it's the Golden Knights, the Flames, Oilers, Canucks, Coyotes. They're they're tanking. Well, the they're Coyotes are the about Central to be the Central, and then they're going to have to do the Kraken. Yes, true. And the Kraken will get good players and be a good team. Like that's gonna be fascinating. So I think the Canucks this year was their only shot, and then next year, like they'll fight for a playoff spot. But then after that, they're done. Like they're not even gonna be a playoff team. So in the Pacific, I try to do this off the top of my head, but I don't want to leave a team out. Leave and... a team out because it's gonna be the Los Angeles Kings. <laughs> no, that, that was the first team I actually thought of. Do you know why? Because that was that was the team that drafted me in NHL 21. <laughs> 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 a pro. If you haven't checked that out, I know it's not a sponsor, but God, that's such a great game. I love it so much. And I I I, I only planned on playing for like an hour today and ended up being like three and a half. So whoops. And if you guys donate um, even more money to us, we can all buy NHL 21 and exactly. play with Chris because he's yeah. lonely and needs us to play. I know I'm kind of lonely anyway, but you got, yeah, Vegas, Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, uh, Arizona. I'm not going to count Anaheim, the Kings, San Jose, and then Seattle. So I think the golden Knights are the, are the team to stay. The Oilers are a team to stay really the rest of that division especially for that third spot is kind of up in the air because Vancouver could take it. Calgary could take it. Well, Calgary I don't know about the Oilers though. You don't think so? I mean, they have McDavid and Dreisaitl. I, I don't, I, I mean, I think it's good enough. Their power uh, plays lethal. It, it's enough to get them there. Like, yeah. I, and I'm just talking about getting but them there. You can there. say the same thing about the Canucks though. I mean, they have Brock Besser they, uh, uh, Elias Pettersson is definitely one of the top centers in the league already. Yep, you're right. Uh, Quinn Hughes. We got Horvat, Louis Erickson. Goalie is uh, Thatcher Demko and Braden Holtby. So uh, Demko uh, looked good when he subbed in for um, for for Markstrom. So that's true. And I mean, they just I, got Nate Schmidt. That's another thing that. Ooh, oh, Nate Schmidt. Yeah, right. so, Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can see I'm just saying they they, they Tyler still Myers was was hurt in the playoffs, so he wasn't 100. percent That's true. So they've dished out some pretty big contracts, and they're going to have even more contracts to dish out uh, oh, soon. But 
which that's what kind of surprised me about the Brayden Holpe signing. I, I I felt like they they should have just went with Demko and and sign more of like a like a backup or something. But well, next year, uh, Quinn Hughes is going to be up for for his second contract. You mean um, it's a eleven million dollar deal and highest paid defenseman in history? That's uh, not going to happen. It's probably going to be a bridge deal. It'll be a bridge deal for sure. They're they're going to wait for that TV that that TV deal to uh, to come yeah. in in two years. Actually, yeah, absolutely, up for them. But the thing about it is that they have a lot of forwards up next year. So Brandon yeah, Sutter, Tanner Pearson, Elias um, Pedersen should be up soon too. No, Adam Goddett and Pedersen are going to all be up. So that is a big free agent year for them next year, and with a frozen cap, also. Rip. Man, this is <laughs> the next couple of years of the NHL are just going to be so messed up. Hopefully, they can they can get uh, fans in the stands uh, sooner rather than later because that that might really help out the cap situation. For I think it would too. For for next year. I, I do too. I think maybe, and you know, if anything, like increase it by like a million, you know, it's like something, some sort of relief. Man, hopefully yeah. more than that. I, you know, it, I'm talking like bare minimum. <laughs> One dollar. I mean, that's the that, that, McChicken. Uh, a million for, for an NHL team is pretty much a McChicken. So, I mean, really, you're pretty much yeah, signing so. a McChicken. <laughs> One McChicken. Speaking of McChicken, uh, in the hallway of my apartment complex, I found a McChicken just laying there. Well, Chris, you don't have it's hallways. Pretty, you have. What do we have? Corridors. They're not corridors. It's like an outside walkway. It's a hall. But it's exposed to the outside. That goes of away. <laughs> it's a hallway. Uh, Kevin. Shoot. It's like the thing that's in front of a motel that you're walking on. <laughs> I live in a motel. <laughs> I live in a red roof inn. Yeah. <laughs> no disrespect to red roof inn. My family stayed there for years. So, oh, um, uh, I don't how know. How have we like, talked about hockey this long? There's not any hockey news. <laughs> because we love hockey. We yeah, love hockey. Right. I'm pumped for the Rangers too. By the way. I'm pumped for them too. Um, I'm pumped to be a Seattle Kraken fan. Uh, we know. <laughs> Go Kraken! I, I uh, I'm, I'm fully prepared to go to their first game, Bet. their first ever game. I, I would love to see an opening night game for a new team. Can't I wait think to be a crackhead. <laughs> crackhead Olsen. Crackhead. Crackhead. at the crack house. <laughs> They've already started calling it that. You know it. Uh, Bart, Bart, to start wrapping this up, though, talk about talk a little bit about the UFC, especially um, anything that stuck out to you, especially last Saturday and coming up this weekend too. Yeah, last Saturday we had a really good fight between uh, Brian Ortega and uh, the Korean Zombie. I forget his name. Oh, that was last Saturday. That was last Saturday. It was so good. Thanks for telling us that that was last Saturday. Sorry, 
I mean, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that was a fantastic fight. Uh, and also, uh, God, I keep, I always forget how to pronounce her name. It's like Katie uh, Kukagan or something like that. She lost to uh, Jessica Andrade. Andrade absolutely beat her up. And, and Katie's been, a, been around for a while. She's been really dominant, especially in the wrestling game. Um she took a shot to the stomach and just went, went down. But that Ortega fight though, I mean, man, they are both really entertaining fighters and that was a really important fight for both of them as well too. I'm, I'm thinking Ortega is going to get a shot at, at the title sometime soon. Um, but this weekend though, Lord almighty, do we have quite the matchup with, with Khabib and Justin Gaethje. Uh, I've been, uh, on, on Twitter, they have been replaying Justin Gaethje's fight with uh, Tony Ferguson, and you just the, the what they highlight the most is 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 his patience during that fight. He used to just like any sign of weakness, he would run up and 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 try to uh, beat up on the guy. But um, he's he's become a lot more patient, and he's pretty good against wrestlers so i mean i still think khabib is gonna win khabib is he he might be one of the greatest fighters of all time if he isn't already so uh old take i i don't think so dude he's he's 30 and oh he's absolutely dominant um once once he takes you down it's pretty much game over like (laughs) you're not you're not getting back up so I, I think one, I, I think this fight would put him up there. I mean, if it's dominant, I think he, that conversation has to be started. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and J- Justin Gaethje, he's that. That's a really good matchup. Uh, so if if Justin can can keep Khabib up, stay standing, then Justin has a really good chance because he he has a really good power punch, and Khabib isn't as his stand up isn't isn't even close to his ground game. So that'll be interesting. And then the co-main event is Robert uh, Whitaker and Jared Cannonier. That's going to be for the next uh, uh, chance to fight Adesanya. So that's going to be a really fun one too. Um, and then you have Alexander Volkov and, and Walt Harris. That'll be, that'll be a slug fest. So... Underrated fight on uh, uh, Leva. He's just entertaining to watch before the fight even happens. <laughs> He's the guy that like comes up to people and just like like walks up to them and and does like this slitting the throat signal, right, or sign or whatever. I like it. He gets on. He gets under everyone's skin. Uh, he's just he's just super entertaining. So that'll be a fun fight as well too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what a main card! It is. It's going to be a fun one this Saturday. I'm excited for it because we are going to be together to watch it. Yeah, Matt, get some couches, Matt. <laughs> Hurry. <laughs> Yeah, so an update on Matt's couches since he likes TV dice update on that. They delayed his couches again. <laughs> they were they delayed this so today. much. I'm so I'm mad for him. Or no, they were supposed to be here last week. Um and now they push it back to November. 
and <laughs> he just never rented couches. But I ordered a couch and got it within three weeks. So obviously he's ordering from the wrong place. He's, Give me he's one second wrong. to back reference something, okay? What were you saying, Bart? He's doing something wrong, but also uh, Zach Martin is out for the game for oh, the Cowboys. Geez. Is he? Uh, what happened? The whole Cowboys team is about to sure. be out for the game. I mean, I'm not surprised by that. I'm trying okay. to the score. Okay, so I remember when I bought Matt's old couches, he was saying that I had to come get them that next day because his new ones were going to be coming in and he didn't want two couches in his place. I remember he was like kind of rushing me to get those couches out. He didn't even I want paid, one couch. I, he wanted no him, couches. I I paid him on Venmo the same day that I bought him, and that was June seventeenth. It's been a minute. Yeah, because that was the day of my surgery. June seventeenth. Yeah, because Chris bought them while I was knocked out. It's it's fine. Um, but <laughs> it's called but good business. It is. I, I'm not upset with you about it. Um, but no, it's just karma. Cause he wanted to rush you. And then this is what he gets. Four no months. Couches. About to be five months. <laughs> Four months. About to be five months. About to be Thanksgiving. <laughs> Oof. Oh, just a quick man. update. On yeah. The, uh, uh, Cardinals Cowboys game. Cardinals are up 28 to three. Yeah, my mom texted me saying she's going to cry because the Cowboys sucked so bad. And uh, Andy Dalton has 144 yards and one interception. What a stud. So, my, I mean, Dak my, may have kind of earned his contract if it, if, if it keeps going like this. My dad has to be celebrating right now. He absolutely hates the Cowboys. Same. He it's always has. Annoying. I mean, they're America's team. That goes eight and eight every year. Yeah, it goes America's eight and eight every single year. Mediocrity. America's team won two Super Bowls in the eighties. <laughs> America's team. Uh, so, America's team. Wait, the best thing ever. So my mom's a huge Cowboys fan. They haven't won a Super Bowl since I've been born. Uh, <laughs> wait, <what? laughs> Their last one was. February of 1995. You're so the curse. Chris is the curse because he was born in February of 95. So Chris is the reason the Cowboys have yet to win a Super Bowl. So once I die, the Cowboys will win a Super Bowl. Chris, I hope you live forever. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I have to deal with it. <laughs> oh, wait. They won. They won the Super Bowl in 93. 90. Four and ninety six. Oh, it was ninety six. I thought it was ninety five. Or I guess that would have been the ninety five season. But that would have been the ninety five season. So same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing. Um. So. Yeah, the Cowboys never went in again. We're all happy for it. It's great news for the rest of America. Yeah, the Cowboys suck. <laughs> Go cracking. Wrong <laughs> sport, but I'm all for the cracking train. <laughs> Anything else, Chris? I was gonna. I was just about to ask. Did you want to do soccer? So. Oh, we can. Yeah. I mean, up to you. We up haven't talked soccer in a little bit. All right. Give a little quick little update here. Go for it. Give it a whirl. I will. So. Yeah, it's we. I don't think we've done soccer since COVID happened, or maybe we did some updates when the MLS came back. But we do have some news with soccer. 
Um, Liverpool, defending Premier League champions, suffered a huge loss this week. Not only did they get screwed over by uh, replay, which ended up costing them a game, ended up being a draw, but Virgil Van Dyke, the last Ballon d'Or winner, tore his ACL, had surgery today. He's going to be out for eight months, approximately. And that's a huge blow. Um, I mean, we never had to see players like Ronaldo or Messi get hurt in the prime of their careers. So this is kind of unique to see a player of his caliber get hurt. We interesting to see how Liverpool does. Um, probably the biggest surprise, though, in soccer is the fact that every big team is losing. Man City's lost easy games. Barcelona just lost to Hitafe this past weekend, 0-1. to Real Madrid lost to Cadiz, 0-1. to Have you heard of either of those teams? Nah. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> is Man pretty- City still considered good, though? Oh, they're supposed to win the Premier League this year. It's like, oh. They got even better. And big like, yikes. Yeah, so they're struggling. Um, Bayern, they didn't lose for like eight straight months. Granted, part of that was because COVID <laughs> was stopping sports. But um, Bayern's lost an easy game recently. Like every big team is starting to lose to just absolute bottom feeders and have no idea why. Um, I don't know if it's because they only COVID. had like – It might be because they only had like a month off between the end of their last season and the start of this new season. So – they might just be like, you know what? We want to go home and go to bed. <laughs> We're not here to play today. But kind of the coolest news for the U.S. soccer fans is that the U.S. men's national team has had multiple players go over to Germany recent years. Um, we just had another young national team player. Uh, I think he's 16 or 17 years old. Got signed by Hoffenheim, I want to say, over in Bundesliga. Um, but... Um, Oh, I'm gonna mess up his first name. I'm pretty sure it's Sergio, but if it's not, I'm being embarrassed. But Sergio Dest made his first start for Barcelona. He is the first ever U.S.-born player to start for Barcelona. That's kind of a cool fact. Um, kind of showing how far U.S. soccer is coming. Hot take: U.S. soccer World Cup champions 2022. No way. Come at me. It's happening. I I want Poland to go far. Poland U.S. Championship. We're going. You know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. We're going it. to Qatar. We're going to go burn ourselves and get sunburns in uh, middle of December for a while. I just, uh, how, how long do you think uh, Lewandowski has, though? I mean, he's. Oh, he has another five years left. Okay. Yeah. He's, I mean, he should have won the Ballon d'Or this year, but because of COVID, they didn't award it, but he ran away with it this year. Poland has quite a few strikers, but they they need just defense. Don't have a defense whatsoever. They, who's their goalie? I feel like they have a really good goalie right now, though. Too. Uh, well, it was. Uh, it's either going to be Wojciech Szczesny or. Oh my God, it's going to kill me too. Now I forgot who started last game. Or I honestly want to watch Polish shot soccer with you, just so I can hear you say things in Polish. Uh, Fabianski, Fabianski is pretty solid. Too. Yeah, he is solid. Um, I forget where he, where he plays now. Um, West Ham, Chicago yep. Fire, <laughs> Chicago Fire. Uh-huh. He's thirty five though. I don't know. Yeah, he's getting up there. He probably won't be on the next World Cup team. But I mean, if Poland's defense can figure it out, I think they could make a run at least into 
elimination rounds. And I could see them making the uh, quarterfinals. At least the round of 16, though, for sure. Yeah, because they they've been they've been so much better in in, in recent years. So uh, we we have some talent, which is finally exciting. Um, because it was a while before we were even competitive, and then Lewandowski. I mean, obviously he is he is unreal. He's a stud. Um, yeah, I had a bet on Bayern to win a game. And it was a game against somebody terrible. I forgot who they were playing, but they kept blowing leads. And it was like 3-3 with 10 minutes left. Or no, it was 2-2 with like 10 minutes left. Lewandowski scores to make it 3-2. The other team scores again with like in the 89th or 90th minute to tie it up. I was like, you have to be kidding me. I have fire on the money line. It's a really weird score for, for a soccer game. It is. And then... In like the 95th minute, Lewandowski scores his fourth goal of the game. It <laughs> makes it 4-3 and gets me the win. I was so happy for it. Oh, man. But he's a stud. I love watching him play. And, yeah, we should watch a Polish international soccer game together sometime. I'm definitely down. I I really like it. I, I really like I, – I do like watching soccer. It's just kind of hard – to watch it in the states, yeah, and to follow it. I mean, yeah, because soccer's on like six, seven a.m. here, and I'm like, do I really want to get up at five a.m. on a Sunday to watch Liverpool play? Exactly. Sometimes if they're playing Man City at that time, but that's about it. There so, are bars downtown that get up at six a.m. and sell alcohol. Then for the yo, let's games. go. Let's come down. I, I used to work with a guy who who was from from uh, Great Britain. And was from Liverpool, and he got up at like seven a.m. and went to the bars on Saturday mornings to just watch the Liverpool game, and it was just packed with fans and everything. So it's pretty cool. I would. So, we should definitely do that sometime once uh, COVID's over. That'd be really cool. It'd be just cool to just the atmosphere, though. Exactly. But I think that's going to wrap it up for episode number 42. So if this is your first time, we appreciate the support. And be sure to go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ITMPod. We post a bunch of daily content, discussion-based posts, a lot of interactable stuff that I think you'd really like because you're here. So you would obviously like what we have to post on there. So be sure to go follow us on there. And also leave a review, subscribe like this podcast tell your friends about this podcast also yeah. to make sure to roast Matt. <laughs> yeah trash Matt for not being on the podcast tonight. yeah be sure to leave all your roasting matt comments comments uh wherever you're listening to this podcast whether it's spotify apple podcast or any other podcast streaming sites that um not gonna bring up because there's just so many of them so be sure to leave a review for us give us five stars if you liked it like i said subscribe <laughs> if you don't us. like it give it five stars <laughs> Thanks for listening and see you soon. We miss you, Matt. Adios.